Hello, my citizen legislators. Welcome back to Topless Government. I'm in the studio with the pasteurized chef, Marcus Donovan. We're about to get this party started. I'm going to deviate a little bit today because y'all don't know what this week is. It's Washington Mardi Gras, people. Washington Mardi Gras, it's been going on for almost close to, I, I would say, 60-plus years or more. And I know y'all are scratching your heads like, what the hell is she talking about Washington Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras happens in New Orleans or it happens in Savannah, Georgia, or, you know, in Alabama, where they claim that's where it originated, which is total BS. But I digress, my citizen legislators. It's good, this is going to be a cross between talking about politics, but also celebrating Mardi Gras, you know? Celebrating Mardi Gras. I love Mardi Gras. The start of carnival season was January 6th. Yes, indeed. The night of the epiphany. I got my king cake. I did. And you know what? I didn't even get a damn slice. I took it to the office and I told my colleagues to eat it. Y'all better not eat king cake outside of um, carnival season because that is a mortal sin and you will definitely be going to hell. So anyway, this week we have folks coming up from Louisiana and they have descended upon Washington Hilton at 1919 Connecticut Avenue Northwest. Don't ask me how I can remember the damn address, but I can. Y'all need to understand something. Mardi Gras is a serious business, and Washington Mardi Gras is right up there. I have to tell you, when I lived in New Orleans and I was the director of federal affairs for the University of New Orleans, we came up here for Washington Mardi Gras to do business. And I'm going to tell you, there is a lot of business that's conducted. But also, I want to go into what the Louisiana congressional delegation does. And this is actually from personal experience. Now, I'm going to give you full disclosure. I have worked for very conservative Republicans in the past. I worked for Congressman David Vitter. And then when he was elected to the Senate, I worked for him um, as his legislative assistant. But one of the things that I found out when he was a House member and I just got, I just accepted the job offer to work for him as his transportation legislative assistant. And they were like, Crystal, why don't you come up to Washington Mardi Gras? Come up to our hospitality suite at the Washington Hilton. And oh, we're going to give you two tickets to a Thursday night event called Louisiana Alive. And I'm scratching my head and I go, What's Washington Mardi Gras? And they said, well, it's a celebration of Mardi Gras here in Washington, D.C. A lot of folks from Louisiana, you know, work for, you know, members of Congress, not just in the Louisiana delegation, but probably with other members in the House and Senate. And then those that have transplanted here from Louisiana, they miss, you know, being back in, you know, Louisiana. So they decided we're going to celebrate Mardi Gras before Mardi Gras. My people, my citizen legislators, all I got to tell you is the first time I went to the Thursday night event called Louisiana Live, ooh, the entire ballroom at the Washington Hilton, or as us locals call it, the Hinkley Hilton. <clears throat> and the reason why we call it the Hinkley Hilton is because, you know, when Ronald Reagan was president in his first term, he got shot. Yeah, and then um, James Brady, God rest his soul, you know, got shot. 
and um, John Hinckley shot him. So we call it the Hinckley Hilton. And I know I shouldn't say that, but y'all, all night, it is what it is. Native Washingtonians call it the Washington, not the Washington Hilton, but the Hinckley Hilton. Anyway, so Washington Mardi Gras, Thursday night event, Louisiana Live. It, every chef from the state of Louisiana comes up here and they present their wonderful entrees. Although I will have to tell you, Cane's chicken and stuff, damn, it's good. They haven't done Popeye's, which I don't understand why they haven't done Popeye's. But, you know, Cane's chicken, it's okay. But I love myself some etouffee, you know. I King cake, we get all that, and also we get lit. So then you have the different sponsors of Washington Mardi Gras. You have a lot of energy companies. You know, you have some of the um, chambers of commerce. They come up here, like the Jefferson Parish. Um, they come up here. And I I'm telling you, we descend on the Hinckley Hilton. To the point, I got to tell you this. So the hotel bar is renamed <laughs> the 65th Parish of Louisiana. There are, there are 64 parishes, people, in Louisiana. 64 parishes. Y'all need to remember the state of Louisiana has a Napoleonic law. French. Remember, French, Creole, Cajun. Yes, they changed the name of the bar. And also, I, it, it's been interesting um, to witness this. Um, the hotel staff, they love Washington Mardi Gras. But the also other hotel staff from other hotels, they're like, oh, I want to work at the Hinkley Hilton doing Washington Mardi Gras because they know they're going to get paid. But I digress again. This is an opportunity for the Louisiana delegation to get together with their constituents, and they have hospitality suites. Now, the hospitality suites are paid through the members' political action committee. It's not a fundraiser, but, you know, it's not official business. Because remember, there's a fine line between official business of a member of Congress and campaigning. So that's why they utilize their political action committees to pay for the events of Washington Mardi Gras. They have a suite at the hotel, and they hold open houses, which is really, really nice. It's, it's a great way for you to get to know your member of Congress and also to get to know their staffs. Now, I can tell you from personal experience, when I started working for David Vitter, when he became senator, freshman senator, I kid you not, we had to work in that suite. We had to work. I mean, it was work. Everybody thought, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. This is so much fun. It's fun after 10 minutes. And, and, then, and after 10 minutes, oh no, it's work, honey. It is work. Because you are interacting with constituents, you're interacting with lobbyists, um, your colleagues, your boss, their families. I mean, you know, it's a lot. And but you but you know what? I know I'm I'm giving you a behind-the-scenes look of how things transpire here in the nation's capital. <clears throat> and I know a lot of y'all are thinking, well, they don't get along. You know, you can you can agree to disagree. You can. But I think overall, within any, you know, congressional delegation, 
and particularly in the Louisiana congressional delegation, because, you know, there are six congressional districts and out of the six, there's only one Democrat and that's Troy Carter. He represents New Orleans and got to tell you, you know, I'm going to be at their hospitality suites later on this afternoon because I'm going to be advocating on behalf of some of my clients. Um, so this is going to be work for me, but I'm, I mean, but it's actually like a, a, a going home, coming home for me. I've been back um, from New Orleans since 2016, and I have to honestly tell you, I do not like being back in the nation's capital for a variety of reasons. One reason I'm gonna tell y'all, if you've ever experienced this, and this, 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 I'm sorry, this makes me very angry when people do this, and I just have to like read them to filth, if you know what I mean. I hate when people, when they first meet you, the first question they ask, who do you work for? Who do you work for? Because my people, my citizen legislators, understand this. Nation's capital is very transactional. No, it is transactional. So as many times as people have asked me that damn question, and I always tell them this, I scrub toilets at the White House. And what do you do? Who do you work for? And they look at me like I'm stupid. And I'm trying to prove a point. Because you know what? And I know I'm going to get disputed with this with those that live in the Deep South. But trust me when I tell you, D.C. is in the South, people. I am a Southerner. I am proud to be a Southerner. Um, I'm not a twisted Southerner, as some are. But I'm telling you this. When people ask me that question, I'm just like, no, I, I scrub toilets at the White House. I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me at Washington Mardi Gras when I worked for the University of New Orleans. So we come up here, you know, the president, the vice president of research, and we're at, you know, the Friday night dinner. And we're sitting at our table. And I had a friend of mine join me, um, you know, Brittany Willis. She came up with me because um, she had never um, come up for Washington Mardi Gras. And she hadn't been to D.C. I don't think, I think this may have been her first time or might not have. But uh, let, let's get back to the main event. So we're at the dinner, we're at the table. And, you know, Brittany and I are only the two people of color at the table. Surprise, surprise. It shouldn't surprise you. But, you know, there was this Caucasian gentleman. He and his wife deliberately ignored us. And I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that because that's what I'm used to. And I just, you know, put on my other face. And I know people of color will understand what I'm saying. I put on my other face and, you know, present my other face and just ignore him. Then I overhear him having a conversation with the vice president of research, asking him who I am, what do I do, who did I used to work for, and my colleague is just telling all my stuff. And I'm like, okay, don't trip, Crystal, don't trip, because you're going to get your flowers. Don't trip. So, you know, we finished dinner, and Brittany and I immediately go up to the 65th parish of Louisiana, the state of Louisiana, because we got to get our drink on. So, you know, we're in our ball gowns because, you know, we're, well, no, we weren't in our ball gowns. You can wear a ball gown, but I wore like, you know, a cocktail dress. Yeah, it was looking cute. 
So I'm sitting there with Brittany, and lo and behold, this child who was sitting at our table and ignored me makes a beeline and is, oh, falling all over himself over brown sugar. I just sat there. I was like, bless his heart. I was like, don't read him to filth, but just, you know, just be the good Southerner that you are, and you are still Magnolia, and you just, you know. He proceeds to gush. It's like, oh, um, your colleague told me that you used to work for, you know, Senator Vitter, and, you know, and that, you know, you used to, um, you know, lobby Senator um, Jeff Sessions, da 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 And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what, you know, women and just... And, and women of color have to deal with. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, all right, you you curtailing my drinking. And and also me networking. Because that's another thing about Washington Mardi Gras. It's a good place to network. It's also a lot of deals get made, people. When I worked at the University of New Orleans and I came up here with the president and his wife, you know, we did our meetings with the congressional, the Louisiana congressional delegation advocating on behalf of our federal research agenda to get, you know, federal research dollars for research programs at the university. And I would always tell my, my boss, Dr. Foss, I adore him, I love him to bits, and his beautiful wife, Lori Foss, I would always tell him, sir, you up here, you need to shake that money tree. Whatever the university needs, whomever you need to talk to, let's do it. And I have to tell you, I've had some very interesting conversations with a lot of Louisiana um, state politicians, I got to honestly tell you. But you know what? Socializing with those that you disagree with politically, it actually benefits you when you have to debate them on a particular issue or even try to reach across the aisle, you know, to get something done. And, and you know, and these events do that. I know, and I know a lot of you are, again, scratching your head, and you're like, no, not in this political environment. Look, I'm, I'm, I, this is what I'm going to tell you. My first tour of duty when I worked in the Senate, when I worked for um, former Senator uh, Frank Murkowski from Alaska, and I worked for the late Senator Ted Stevens on the Senate Commerce Committee as a um, Legislative Studies Institute fellow, here's the deal. Getting to know people socially that you don't agree with is a, is a good thing. I always made it a point to get to know other Democratic staffers. And I'm going to be perfectly honest. I actually partied more with Democratic staffers than Republican staffers. But, you know, with my colleagues and stuff, we would all go out. You know, we would go to Cap Lounge, you know. But at the end of the day... We need to get stuff done. Even this, even in this political environment, we need to get stuff done. And I think these events, like Washington Mardi Gras, do help with that. I mean, think about this. Governor John Bell Edwards, this is his last term. This is his last year in office, people. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Louisiana politics right now. So governor's race is up for grabs my citizen legislators, it's up for grabs. You have um, Attorney General um, Jeff Landry who wants to run. Now, Lieutenant Governor Billy um, Nungesser, 
I don't know. I mean, you know, he used to be um, St. Bernard Parish president, and he went through Katrina. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. But he and Jeff Landry do not get along. And I've read something really, really funny. So the Attorney General Landry and Billy Nuskasser are here in D.C. And, you know, they don't really like each other. And apparently, Billy said that, um, God help me. He basically said that Landry had um, reported him to the FBI three times. I can't make this up. Y'all can check it out. This is public knowledge. It's, it's, in, it's in articles and stuff. I, I, I can't make this up. But one of the things I want to continue to talk about, my former colleague, and he's, he's, he's a friend too, and he's a member of Congress. He's a member of the Louisiana Congressional Delegation, Garrett Graves. He and I used to work together um, in Senator David Vitter's office. Now, there is speculation that he is mulling the idea of running for governor. And um, I think he would make a terrific governor. I do. I, I, I disagree with him on a lot of things, but I think overall, um, Garrett loves Louisiana. You know, his family goes way back. And, you know, they're from Baton Rouge, or as the locals call it, Red Stick. And so he's mulling a race for the governor. And so it'll be interesting to see if he does. But, you know, he has been given more you know, power, as they say, up on Capitol Hill in the Republican conference. Um, he was just named to a committee, I guess like a select committee. He's going to be heavily involved with the debt ceiling negotiations. And this is going to be pretty, pretty interesting because in my previous episode, I discussed the debt ceiling and y'all need to be vigilant about that because... We hit the debt ceiling last week. And again, Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen um, has it within her authority to utilize extraordinary measures. And as I stated before, she, I mean, do the math, people. Do the math. And I know a lot of y'all are like, oh, well, President Biden and the Republicans, particularly the House Republicans, need to start negotiating. I'm going to repeat this again. 25% of the three, the $31.8 trillion came from the former president and the 2017 tax cuts. I said it. I ain't sorry I said it, but that's the truth. The other, the other 75%, that's between things that were passed by Congress many moons ago or, you know, so... Democrats and Republicans have responsibility on this. And also, I mean, when the president was vice president, y'all saw what happened back in 2010 and 2011. And then President Obama gave away the farm because he didn't want, he wanted to avert a fiscal crisis. I get it. But guess what? The House Republicans got their pound of flesh and even more because of that. So Biden has basically said, no, 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 no. That's not happening. But I think, you know, the fact that Garrett Graves is involved in this and maybe potentially, you know, he can reach out to Troy Carter, who's the only Democrat in the Louisiana um, delegation, you know, to figure out a way that they can avert this. But as I said before in a previous episode, 
The hardliners in the Republican conference want to leverage this with cuts to Social Security and Medicare. Okay? Those are mandatory programs. You don't have to get authorizations or appropriations from the Congress. It's mandatory spending. So, as Republicans always say, it's on autopilot. I read something that's really freaky. I mean, I shouldn't read it, but I'm like, I did. Uh, Social Security fund is going to go bankrupt at some point. Because think about this. Somebody told me it takes between five to six employees of their, you know, payroll taxes, their taxes, to pay for one Social Security recipient. Think about that, people. My citizen legislators, all I'm telling you is this. Be vigilant. Monitor this. But again, as I said, I think social gatherings between members uh, of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, it does help. I mean, it, 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 it helps with being a little bit more uh, self-aware uh, about your colleague. Because, I mean, back in the day, like I said earlier, when I worked for Frank Murkowski, I have to honestly tell you, it was really different. Republicans and Democrats actually socialize outside of business. They do try and do it now, but I mean, I have to, I mean, it, it's a little harder now, but back then it wasn't. I mean, you know, think about this. The late Senator Ted Kennedy and the late Senator Orrin Hatch from Utah, who was Mormon, they were friends. They were friends. And, you know, I, I mean, a lot of folks do get along. Like Congressman Garrett Graves, he gets along with Congressman Rick Larson. Um, they're both, they both serve on the House um, Transportation Infrastructure Committee. And last Congress, they both served um, as chairman and ranking member of the um, Subcommittee on Aviation. But look, let's get back to Washington Mardi Gras. Because <clears throat> I haven't even told y'all about the ball. Oh boy. So, <laughs> the king and queen of Washington Mardi Gras is actually named by the chair of the crew. Guess what the name of the crew is? And I'm not making this up. The Mystic Crew of Louisianans. It is a group of people, men and women, who actually um, apply for membership and they come to D.C., and you dress out in costume, you wear a mask and gloves, you throw beads, you throw cups, but also you're required to do seven call-out dances. Y'all look that up. Seven call-out dances. So essentially, you have to dance with seven people. What I used to do is I would find out if my friends um, were attending the ball, I would find out where they were sitting in the ballroom. Because you got to be strategic about this. You only got a minute in between dances. I mean, okay, imagine, uh, picture me this. Y'all picture this. Me all dressed up, masked out. I have a bag with all my call-out gifts, my throws, my beads. And I am like a chicken with his head cut off, racing around the ballroom, 
to complete each dance and give my dance partner a gift. Just think about that. It's fun until it's not fun. And I got to tell you, I think I lost probably about 10 pounds doing that. But I'm, I'm, the costume is nice. I mean, one year I dressed in the LSU costume and I thought I was going to burn up. I'm not a fan of LSU. I'm sorry, I'm not. A lot of my friends from Louisiana know this, and it's for reasons, and I'm not going to go into it. But, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's really, really fun. So the one year that I went, well, the last year I went was in 2018, and I took a friend of mine, Erica Anderson. And, you know, in the ballroom, they have urine boxes, and each member of the of the congressional delegation has a box. And if it, I mean, if it's filled up about maybe like 30 to 40 people in the box, and you're served alcohol, there's no food. There is no food. That's what I love about neophytes when they come to Washington Mardi Gras and the ball. I will never forget this. A group of my girlfriends, you know. They were like, oh, yeah, we can't, we're looking forward to having dinner downstairs at the ball. I said, who told you we having food? I go, there's no food downstairs. It's just alcohol. What? What do you mean? I said, well, we already went out to dinner. I'm like, I had meatloaf and mashed potatoes and green beans. I said, could to coat my stomach, because all we're going to be doing is drinking. I mean, and they're like, wait, they had these terrified looks on their faces. I said, did in I'm like, did y'all not pay attention to people? They said, well, yeah, a lot of them said, um, oh, we're going to go out to dinner. I'm like, well, that should have told you something. <clears throat> so, so they're scrambling, and they're, they're running up to the bar to get you know appetizers and stuff. And I said, it's too late. I said, look, we got to be down in the ballroom in like 15 to 20 minutes. I'm like, y'all, y'all effed. You just are. Um, I will tell you this. So the king and queen of Washington Mardi Gras and their court has the princesses, but also my citizen legislators. I ain't even making this up. Every princess, every queen of a festival is invited to Washington Mardi Gras. And on Friday night, you get to sit there and get introduced to all of them, along with the court. And... Oh gosh, it, ta it, it, it takes like an hour and a half, two hours. But just think about the ball is always on a Saturday night. And, you know, they have, they have floats and beads, you name it. I mean, it's just like, you're like, oh gosh. But it's fun. But again, I mean, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's this week. And... You know, the Louisiana delegation, you know, they they know how to party. And another thing is this, with congressional staff, that's the hottest ticket. The Thursday night event is the hottest ticket on Capitol Hill. It really, really is. Because when I was working for Senator Vitter, we got, you know, we got tickets to everything. But the Thursday night event, Louisiana Alive... I would broker some deals. I would do some horse trading with other staff. I'm not going to lie. Especially with staff that, you know, my boss was working with in order to get the piece of legislation passed out of, out of the Senate. So I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story of what I did. 
check this out. Lake Pontchartrain. That was one of my boss's, former boss's, signature pieces of legislation because Lake Pontchartrain, when he was growing up and when he, when he got married and began starting to have kids, it was polluted. And so when he came to Congress, he made it a mission to get more money for the Lake Pontchartrain Basin. And under the jurisdiction of House Transportation Infrastructure Committee, um, the money will come out of the Environmental Protection Agency. And so at the time when we went over to the Senate, we passed the bill in the House, but, it, but that was a previous Congress. And then we were in a new Congress when he was senator. We had to work on getting it, you know, passed. But, you know, we had to do... We had to draft, get the bill drafted. So we had, I had to work with the Senate Legislative Council. And then we had to get a committee hearing, you know, da, 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 get co-sponsors. But there was a little obstacle. And it was former Senator Trent Lott from Mississippi. And this was, he was opposed to getting it pushed through when my boss was in the House. And for the following reason... Y'all remember when he was um, Senate Majority Leader and he made the comment about the late Senator Strom Thurmond? Do y'all remember the whole controversy? Because he basically said that Strom Thurmond would have made a good president or something like that and that everything would have just been all right. People, people were like, what the hell are you talking about, Trent Lott? And to my former boss's credit, he denounced Majority Leader Trent Lott. He publicly denounced him. Well, payback is a bitch. Trent Lott made damn sure once our Lake Pontchartrain restoration um, bill went over to the Senate, he placed a hold on it, people. So we're in the Senate, and I'm like, all right, I got to figure out some kind of way. So I get these tickets to, you know, Washington Mardi Gras. And I gave them to, um, you know, the um, majority leader's um, staffer who I was working with on our Lake Pontchartrain bill. And I was like, no, I got to do this. I'm like, I have to do this. So this is what you do. This is what staff does for their bosses. But again, a social setting like Washington Mardi Gras does grease the skids. And you're able to discuss policy issues in a social setting. And Washington Mardi Gras does that. I mean, again, this has been going on for 60-plus years, and I don't know if y'all even realize this. I didn't know this. Remember King Edward? Well, you know, the Duke who left, who abdicated for an American? Um, what was her name? Simpson. I, 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 I can't even remember her her first name. Anyway, they decide to go to Washington Mardi Gras. And um, everybody's like, well, are they going to bow? Are they going to curtsy to the king and queen of Washington Mardi Gras? That was the buzz. That was the buzz. They did curtsy. They did. They did curtsy. So, I mean, there's a lot of tradition to Washington Mardi Gras and I'm looking forward to going to the hospitality suites later on today, you know, to do some work. You know, it's going to be, it's it's work, but it's social. 
um, trying to get stuff done for a few of my clients. And a couple of my colleagues are going to come up to the um, hospitality suites as well. <clears throat> Again, this is just an opportunity to socialize off Capitol Hill in a social setting. And I'm going to be honest with you, stuff does get done. It does. And, I, and I'm looking forward to doing that. I mean, I'm going to run into some friends um, that I haven't seen in a while that are, are coming up here um, from Louisiana, some former colleagues from, you know, the Vitter office. I'm really looking forward to it. So this episode is just is off the beaten path a little bit. But I got to tell you, I mean, it, it, it's an important part of you learning about how your government works and, and what's being done behind the scenes. I mean, you know, because everything can't always be done on the uh, House and Senate floor. Sometimes stuff is done in the cloakrooms. Sometimes it's done over dinner, happy hour, or at events like Washington Mardi Gras. I got to tell you, it's a couple of thousand people that have come up here. And, you know, the Washington Hilton is already, you know, it was sold out probably like last fall. And then, you know, there are other hotels on Connecticut Avenue that people, you know, are staying in. But the Washington Hilton is the place to be, people. And I, I, I kid you not, I tell my Uber drivers, I'm like, you need to just stay around this area. You need to stay around this area because you're going to make some money. And they're like, why? I said, it's Washington Mardi Gras. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. And you know what? I enjoy a ball. I like dressing up in a ball gown. Um, I will say the ball itself, I mean, it could be a little tedious because they're going around the ballroom and you're sitting there. But there's music and stuff. I mean, the partying goes on until the wee morning hours. The king and queen of Washington Mardi Gras, they actually have an after party. Now, I've been to one of the former king's after parties. This was when um, the, um, the king was an African-American, and we went to his after party, and it was off the chain. It was. It was off the chain. I had a really good time, and two of my um, friends came up from New Orleans with me, and it was Tracy and, um, and Central, and we had a really good time. But also, this was in 2016, also, that year, I ain't going to lie, we had like two feet of snow here in D.C. And I will tell you, because I documented this on Facebook. So I am all tarted up like Julia Roberts in Pretty Women, Pretty Woman. I had on a red ball gown. I had on my red matted um, lipstick and all my jewels. And there's a dinner that's hosted at um, Ruth Chris on Connecticut Avenue um, by Adams and Reese and, you know, and some other people and stuff. There are other, other different people. Other firms are like, you know, having dinner that night. So we had dinner there before the ball. But in 2016, with the two feet of snow, your girl had the nerve. I, thank God I had on my Hunter rubber boots. I walked out in a ball gown, two feet of snow, down to Ruth Chris. Because <clears throat> I wanted my damn steak. And I wanted to eat before the ball. So I go down there, and, you know, I'm having a lovely time. And then I'm like, all right, I got to leave because I got to go back and I got to get dressed to dress out with the crew 
And we were able to get Ubers, SUV Ubers, to come and pick us up. Now, Ruth Chris is not that far from the Washington Hilton, but two feet of snow is two feet of snow, my citizen legislators. It just is. So this is what your host of Topless Government, that's what I did in 2016. I was crazy, but I wanted to do it. And I have to tell you, my friend Tracy, I said, you coming with me? No, girl, I'm not coming out there no two feet of snow. Now, because she is a New Orleanian, and she looked at me like I had three heads. And I was like, all right, Tracy. I said, look, I'm like, this is a free dinner. You know, come on now. I, I go, you were supposed to be my guest. She's like, no, girl. She's like, I ain't got no boots. I didn't bring no boots. And I go, okay, well. I said, well, I'm going down there to get my, I'm going to have dinner. And I had a great dinner. Thank God I ate dinner because once, you know, once you go into the ballroom, all it is is alcohol. All it is, I mean, all it is. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. And uh, the last time I was at Washington Mardi Gras, 2018, and with my friend Erica Anderson, and I was in um, then-Congressman Cedric Richmond's box because I normally would get my, I would sit in his box. That year, we had um, a new member of the New Orleans City Council sitting in our box. His wife, Mayor um, Latoya Cantrell, came into our box. I mean, it was fun. We had we had a really good time. I will say there were some snooty women in the box who, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. But once they realized that I knew the congressman and his mother and his auntie, they're just like, you know, you know how people can be fake. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Next. Um, but I will honestly say that time, and I can't believe, okay, I'm just going to be transparent and tell y'all. My friend Erica Anderson, she, it, I love her dearly. We're doing vapes <coughs> in the box. Yeah, we had a little bit of weed. It's legal here in D.C., so don't get all, you know, twisted. Don't get your undies twisted. But that, it, it was fun. We, we, we had a really good time. And then afterwards, we went to um, Jimmy Valentine's on Bladensburg Road in our ball gowns. And I had a good time, and I didn't get home until the next day. But, you know, I'm grown. I have chick nor child. I'm grown, but I had a good time. But for me, um, Washington Mardi Gras is about, you know, meeting people that I know, meeting new people, networking, Getting stuff done. I mean, truly, I mean, this is about getting stuff done in D.C. <laughs> and on Capitol Hill. So I hope that you um, have enjoyed me reminiscing and letting you know about Washington Mardi Gras and a behind-the-scenes look on what the Louisiana congressional delegation does. I mean, like I said, each of them has hospitality suites, and they have open houses. Um, this year... The chair of the crew, the Mr. Crew of Louisianans, is Representative Julia Letlow. And um, she was able to appoint, or should I say name, the king and queen of Washington Mardi Gras. A lot of people seek this out, and it's, it's a lot of money involved, a lot of money. And so she was able to choose the king and queen, and... Yesterday, you know, she opened up her hospitality suite. And then today, um, other members of the uh, Louisiana congressional delegation are opening up their suites um, today and tomorrow. 
Because tomorrow night is the ball. Um, that's when you got to dress. I mean, you have to have a full-length gown, ladies. And men are in tuxedos. And you cannot deviate from that. Some people have tried, but I tell you what, try that in New Orleans. Because I'm going to tell you, I went to... Um, What's the name of that? Oh, my gosh. The Zulus. So I went to the Zulu ball three times. They tell you when you get to the convention center, it's always held in the convention center, which wasn't far from my condo when I lived in New Orleans. They tell you point blank, if your gown don't drop the floor, you better not come up in here. I mean, they're sticklers about that. However, there was one year I was there, Solange... Beyonce's younger sister rolled up in there with a jumpsuit. And I'm like, no, 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 honey, you from Texas. You should know better. You should. But they let her do it because she was a celebrity. But I was like, no, that's not right. That's not fair. Custom is custom. Protocol is protocol. Y'all shouldn't have done that. But they did, nonetheless. Um, and also, one more thing. I met CCH Pounder who um, is the coroner, who was the coroner on um, NCIS New Orleans. She actually was a neighbor of mine when I lived in New Orleans. She was great. I, I, um, I ran into her when we were on the elevator together, and I was gushing like a fan does. But again, I'm like, I'm going to tell you, like, Washington Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras in Louisiana or in New Orleans, it is a time to socialize. It is a time to party like it's 1999, and then come Ash Wednesday, it's time for penance. It, it just is. Y'all know how it is. But you know what? I hope that one day that y'all will be able to come to D.C., or if you're living here in D.C., and if you work on Capitol Hill, try and see if you can get a ticket to just go to uh, the Thursday night event. It's very, very fun. It's festive. You know, it's to let, you know, people to let their hair down, let the, you know, the steam off, you know, that's what it's about. And I, again, I really hope that, you know, I was able to give you a sense of the behind the scenes. I am looking forward to going to the hospitality suites this afternoon. And with that said, this was Topless Government, the government and politics show. If you enjoyed it, I would be most pleased if you would subscribe on YouTube and Spotify. I know a lot of you, um, my TikTok followers, thank you so much for subscribing. I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, we're on other platforms as well when you, for you to listen to podcasts. And I want y'all to know this. This is a, the, the production of Topless Government is courtesy of Marcus um, Donovan, the pasteurized chef. You can check out his show, The District of Misfits Show, uh, every Sunday around 10-ish, around 10-ish. And, you know, that's when they go live. Uh, this show is a District Dogface Studios production. Thank you again for the opportunity uh, to share my knowledge and enlighten you about politics, but in a roundabout way this episode because I just wanted to talk about Washington Mardi Gras because Washington Mardi Gras is here, people. I am here for it. So I look forward to geeking out with you 
with regards to, you know, any topic, political topic, or if you want to talk about what's going on in current affairs, happy to do that. Thank you and enjoy your weekend.